0: Welcome to the latest episode of the Pull Up and Chat podcast. We are your hosts, Juan and Victor. Welcome to today's show. Welcome back,
1: man. Knocking off the rust right here. So let's get into it.
0: You know, I'm actually pretty excited for this episode. Um, It's always like that moment where, you know, you've been wanting to do something for so long and then you yeah, get yeah. right back to it. This is it for me. Like I, we always talk about how much we genuinely enjoy recording these episodes, talking to each other, because this is essentially what we're doing. We're just chatting here. Right. And having conversations. I, if, if I haven't told you this outside of, you know, the, the recording sessions I genuinely do enjoy doing this with you, and I'm I'm happy that we're back.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. Same here, because it's like this is these are conversations, and I think we've said that all from from the beginning of of the podcast is like these are conversations that we have, you know, either the two of us or with our friends and so on and so forth. We're just doing it, you know, over audio, over videos to kind of bring those conversations to 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 people to see if they kind of feel like what we're feeling they're talking about what we are talking about. But yeah, we love it because again, we had these convers these types of conversations before there was no podcast. So it's definitely dope, you know, being back, um, back doing it again.
0: And we have so many, like so many things to look forward to with, with our, with our podcast. Um, you know, th- w- the idea that we've always had with this podcast has always been that you can literally just sit down, whether you're at Starbucks, whether you're home or, you know, whether you're walking outside on your way to work. The idea here is that, you know, you're, you're listening to two guys just talking about something that they feel passionate about and that, you know, if if you're listening to it, obviously like there is something that you're trying to obtain out of the podcast. And the idea has always been to be a part of a conversation doing this together and yeah. that's you know that's sort of what we're trying to attain here is that that idea of yo know, we're we're just talking here
1: exactly yeah definitely and you know and before we kind of go forward you know cuz one you know one of the things i want to do is on behalf of both of us I, i'm going to take the take the lead in kind of apologizing to to our audience because you know we haven't been you know around for a couple of months you know we'll we'll get into it a little later but you know, life is so crazy sometimes that, you know, you never know that this was the day that, you know, we, you know, that's going to be the last time you do something, whether it's for a while or forever. But in our case, you know, I remember I think our last episode was around the NBA finals and we were having, you know, we talked about I think it was right after the, the NBA finals, you know, and it wasn't necessarily that we said, hey, we're going to take the summer off. Yeah. You know, it was more like one thing led to another. A lot of things were happening in both of our lives. And, you know, but our audience deserves, you know, uh, at least an an apology to let them know, like, hey, you know, we dropped the ball a little bit, you know, and we apologize for that. But at the same time, we haven't wavered in our desire to do this. And as the title of this episode is going to say, we want you to pull up again, to come up and keep being part of these conversations because, even as we retool revamp and change some things around it's because we still want to have those conversations with with everybody that listens and so I want to say you know our bad on dropping the ball on that <laughs> but we definitely back in and, um, and I hope and we just hope you continue to rock with us as you have been um, this whole time
0: absolutely and, and and to piggyback off of what you know Victor is saying here um we want to focus on consistency we want to focus right. on, Making sure that, you know, if you're listening to our podcast, that we're providing consistently providing this podcast. And again, not going on these like out of nowhere, like hiatuses and not like recording. It's not planned. Um, obviously, life happens. Things happen. So we're, we're making changes here to, to make sure that we're, we're focusing more on consistency here. And, and part of that is you can definitely expect our podcast every single month. We're going to focus on, again, providing consistency, you know, whether that's one or maybe two episodes a month. But the idea is that you can expect our episodes every first of every single month. Our episodes are going to be out. We're going to have conversations, as we always do, whether it's revolving around sports, personal issues, politics, whatever is in our hearts. That's what we're going to talk about. But we're, we're just going to focus on. Just providing content for you consistently. And we, we again, we want you to be a part of this conversation. And in order for you to do that, we need to consistently provide content. Otherwise, why, why would you want to be a part of this conversation? So that's right. what we're going to be focusing on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, going back to what I was saying, it's because of that. It's because, um, you know, in any podcast that I enjoy listening to you do, um even when we were starting out, we were getting the opinions of, of other people, you know, one of the things that they said is consistency is key, you know, that whether it is once a month, once a week, whatever format, you know, a podcast has is one thing when people start looking forward to it and know like, Hey, on the the first of the month or the first week of the month or whatever, you know, I can go and I can listen because I care about what these people are talking about. And so that's kind of, again, to, to piggyback off of what you're saying, what we're going to try to do, you know, but I also want to take the lead in saying that it wasn't that we just got lazy or anything like that either. You know what I mean? We we kind of like there were a couple of times throughout the summer that we said, hey, we're going to, you know, let's set a date to record. And then again, life happens. And I want to take if I may. Of course you, know, you can. You could definitely do if it. <laughs> I can take the lead and, you know, and you can grab that applause button. That's quick, because one of the things that happen is on your behalf Is you finding out, I think in one of our last episodes, we talked about that you and your wife are expecting and throughout the summer, you know, you found out if you want to reveal, do you want to reveal?
0: Yes, I do. Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm giving you the opportunity. (laughs) uh, Obviously Victor's been talking about like some of the changes that have been happening. And again, we don't want to come up with excuses, but, um, something very amazing, uh, Happened in my life. Um, uh, my wife and I uh, found out a couple months ago that we were expecting. And uh, again, round of applause here because uh, it's it's yeah. a it's a special moment, man. Uh, Absolutely,
1: man. It's, it, and it's and a our, change. And our audience but, has been with us. You know? Yes,
0: it, it's a change, but you know, super excited for this new chapter uh, in my life. Um, it's a baby girl. We we did a gender reveal back. Um, on our anniversary july 24th it was actually our our sixth uh year anniversary um and we celebrated it with our family and friends you were there victor um, right as, as a family that you are to me oh thank come you on thank now. you <laughs> um, we're getting sentimental now <laughs> no but yeah like you know i was uh, i was there accompanied by friends and family and we, you know, revealed the, the gender of our baby. Found out it's a it's a baby girl. Something that I had prayed for. Something that that, that you know I had I, I had wanted. Like I, I wanted a baby girl coming from a guy that has six brothers and one sister. I'm like, yeah, I think uh, we, we need some girls in this family. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> and so the, yeah, the idea here is, hey, I, um, you know, girls or girl dads. Um, she's gonna be on my side, and I need someone. <laughs> you know, to win arguments here at home. So I hope that's what she becomes. I, I <laughs> hope that's what you get. Yeah. But I'm not the only one here that, you know, and again, I'm not sure if you want to announce this, oh, leave, yeah, yeah, leave yeah, it up yeah, to yeah. you, but I'm not the only one whose life changed who, you know, something amazing happened in in their lives. And, and I want to give you the space here to to also, also share you know what's changed for you over this yeah
1: i mean yeah you talked about anniversary and <clears throat> excuse me and and hopefully next year and i say hopefully obviously you know in faith that you know next year around this time um my now wife and i are going to be you know celebrating our one year anniversary oh, as, come on, um, now exactly (laughs) so as we are very recently you know uh, tied the knot you know we've been you know together now almost for what three years you know been through a lot of ups and downs a lot of tough times but you know being married was definitely one of those things that we wanted to do for a while Um, COVID and all all these other things happened but yeah man we finally did it and we have um, solidified the future that we want to continue to build together and so yeah, man, definitely happy for that and
0: a lot more things to come. But if you don't mind, yeah, that if you don't was mind, it. you know, again, this is all in the spirit of, you know, being conversational, interacting with each other here. If you don't mind, just like, h- how did you feel like going from obviously, you know, being engaged to now being a married man? And, you know, that's that's now your wife now. Like, just talk to talk to me a little bit about and talk to, you know, talk to the <laughs> listener here about how how you felt like how what what changed there as far as your feelings and how you view things now I mean it's to this day actually you know what was
1: it like maybe a couple days ago you know my wife and I again and you can hear it in saying it. we were sitting down at our kitchen table just having a conversation and we're like we're married now you know what I mean (laughs) like and it's something that um obviously the love has been there and when I say that we've been through a lot you know I was you know it's that that could be episodes in and of itself but we've been through our fair share you know in our early years and so for us to to get to that place and now you know be able to say before man before God that we are one you know and it's that you know to me, I I say I say it this way, and I don't mean to get all philosophical, but to me, marriage is the outward declaration or the public declaration of an internal feeling. Yes. It's like I love this this person, my wife. Um, I want to be with her the rest of my life. And she knows that I feel it. And now everyone can know that you know what i mean and that's for me what it it symbolizes is that you know um being able to uh, ascend metaphorically you know scream from the top of the mountain this is the person that i'm going to be spending the rest of my life with and so it's still surreal you know um but it's definitely like amazing so definitely you know happier um and just looking forward you know at the same time like that we have so much that we want to accomplish together, but it's definitely been dope
0: to say the least. That's what I'm talking about. That's a beautiful thing, man. Marriage is a beautiful thing. Um, Coming from a guy that's been married for six years. It is one of the best decisions I've made in in my life. Like it just, I I wouldn't change anything. So um, welcome, welcome, bro. Welcome to the married life, man. I know uh, it's a wonderful ride. Um, (laughs) But again, like, uh, you know, Besides, like, giving you a little update on, like, things that have changed for us over the summer. Um, there's also, again, as we mentioned, changes that are going to happen with the show. That also includes, you know, our, our podcast being on, on different formats. And, and, well, to sort of add to where we are already on social media, um, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also going to have our podcast on YouTube as well. You'll You'll be able to catch the full videos, you know, we we're, we're posting clips of our podcast, but you're also going to be able to, you, you know, to catch our, our full videos on YouTube, watch the interactions. Cause I know there's one thing to, to listen to a podcast, but now we're, we're in a new, uh, a social media era where you also have the video, you get to see the reactions that we have on these podcasts where we're, you know, it may be a topic where it's about, You know, something that we're we're disagreeing about. I want you to see the anger in me when Victor is talking. Like, I just, you know, (laughs) I want you to see it. And then I want you to see Victor's, you know, admiration for me when I'm talking. I want you to see those things (laughs) and capture those things on video. So we're going to be on YouTube, full videos on YouTube. Expect that coming very, very soon.
1: Absolutely. Like we said, we're, we're not going anywhere. So we are, if anything, trying to expand. And that's definitely key because as you mentioned, uh, you were mentioning the social media, you know, like it's one thing for you to see a small clip, you know, a little snippet, the highlight or whatnot. But sometimes there's something to be said about like you saying, sitting down and being able to watch the whole thing, seeing how we feed off of each other, how, again, it's natural because it's conversations. And so if you want to be able to see the whole experience. Now you'll be able to do that. So along with rocking with us and all these other platforms, check us out on YouTube now.
0: So now that we've been talking about um, you know, all the changes I know very self-involved. Yes. <laughs> of all the changes <laughs> very... that that are occurring, all the changes in our lives, um, there are a couple things I feel that you know we've been dying to talk about. I know I've been texting oh, you yeah. about a lot, bro. Like there's been a lot of things that I'm like in the preparation because we were preparing. We were like writing things down, like hey, these are potential topics that we can touch on. I've been dying to talk about a couple things. I know you have, so I I, I want to give you the room here. I want to give you the floor. I mean to to talk about like what what things over the summer up until now. Um, have you been dying to talk to, to me about? Have you been dying to talk to our listeners about? I mean, there's there's quite a few. There's one
1: that you're going to be mentioning, so I, I won't even go there. But I think the, the baseball fan in me kind of comes back to one thing. And the reason why, it's because I remember last year, um, I want to say it was like early May or something like that, when we were recording actually at your house, we recorded this episode about the San Diego Padres and how they were, like, becoming that that team to watch in baseball. And that effort was led, you know, by Fernando Tatis, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., I should say. And I remember we had the conversations on the heels of him signing, you know, that mega deal worth, I think it was, like, over $300 million um, or something like that. And so for me, the thing that, that I've been dying to talk about it's what's been happening to him. And it's just like how he basically just fell off a cliff as far as like, you know, MLB ready to crown him as one of these, you know, like faces of baseball. And, you know, from one incident after the other highlighted by his, you know, suspension uh, recently, excuse me, because of steroids is like, man for for a guy who i was rooting for and i'm not saying that i'm you know casting him to the side but for a guy that was like his stock was all-time level high like if you want to invest in somebody it's just a damn
0: shame to see what's happened to him man can you can you talk a little bit about like you know go more into the details as to you know what happened like you mentioned steroids and then you but, but what happened with that like why do you so for, talk a little bit about why he took the steroids, which so is yeah, hilarious to me. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: he, so like for me, and I'll go elaborate a little, a little bit even further because I, I would want to say like, cause the, the steroids is like the exclamation point on, on everything that's happened. But I don't know if you remember around this time last year, he had a little bit of a meltdown, you know, after they had lost the game and they were losing and falling out of the division that I believe like, you know, um, Manny Machado I think kind of like stepped up to him like hey like you know calm down or like try you know something yeah, you yeah. know between teammates and then I think that that to me that was the start of something um, I, I'm of the opinion that I, that I think it might have cost him that little public display or like you know how he was projecting himself might have cost him the mvp because you could have made the argument that absolutely he was just as worthy as bryce harper last year to win the mvp and then you have you know where he had um the incident in the dominican republic where apparently he was riding motorcycles you know fell off of one or something like that injured his i believe it was his wrist didn't tell the team until he got back to like you know, spring training. And then that's why he hadn't played the whole season because he had to recuperate from that. And once they're like, you know, he's in in the minor leagues and he's getting ready to start, you know, he was a few weeks away. They get Juan Soto like to make this, this playoff run. It's announced that he, you know, tested positive for a steroid that apparently he applied because he had a ringworm. Uh, From a haircut or from some infection, there were different stories. And to me, it was just like, man, I was hyped to see, you know, them, what was going to happen in the NLS, And then for that to just be like the crescendo of like this guy just getting dropped from Adidas and all of these other things. It was like, what a disappointment. And a ringworm apparently is what's
0: going to cost him 80 games going into next season. I mean, he's got to be smarter than that, I feel like. Especially when you're at that position, you're playing for Major League Baseball, you're playing, whether it's Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, you know, the NFL, when you're playing for these leagues, you have to be like very, very careful. This is not you and I we're talking about here, going to the pharmacy, not giving a crap about what's on, you know, on what medication. If, if it says right. it's for your foot and it's going to help me with this issue I'm having on my foot, I'm going to use it. I don't care what ingredients it has. But for a guy that's playing for Major League Baseball, you know, there's you're, you're being tested, drug tested to make sure you're not cheating, whether or not it was intended for you to cheat. Because I, I don't know if, there, if there's a difference in the the form of of the steroid that he took. It's a steroid. Right. And at the end of the day, if you test positive for it, there are consequences. And I just feel that I, I remember having this conversation with my father in law. And you know, we we always talk about you know baseball, um. And we 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 talked about this issue where he sort of predicted the future, where he said how much you want to bet, the excuse is going to be, oh I I didn't know, oh yep. you know I, I had an issue and I and I I just used this I didn't really know what was in it. And then he showed me this interview, and and hopefully I get to show this interview to, uh, um to you at some point of his father. His father was actually talking about the issue. He was talking about what happened, um, why he used. um, I think it was a cream, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah. I heard it was a cream. Then I also heard it was like some sort of spray. So it's like I've heard (laughs) conflicting like you know, reports that it was something that happened because of a haircut that he got in DR. Yes. Then it was some, yeah, yep. like, it was like different stories that that kind of came out, which kind of made it even worse.
0: But it's like, it, it's still stupid, though, because you have, yeah. again, it all goes back to you, you have a responsibility. Let's put aside the fact that he's getting paid over $300 million to play the sport. Like, yeah, if you're getting paid that much money, you know you have this enormous responsibility to be an example and if 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 at all if there's any evidence whatsoever it doesn't matter the why the why doesn't really matter if there's any evidence of a cheating a substance that that helps you know enhance your ability to play the sport man like you you really have to be careful if if you have an infection go to your doctor like your Go are the team doctors. Yes, There oh, are yes. team doctors yep.
1: available to these people yep. that it's like, why didn't you even consult with them? Like, hey, I want to take this thing because it's not like you took something like, you know, you know, it was like poison and you needed to take whatever just to stay alive. <laughs> like, no, you could have consulted with them before you've done something like Absolutely. that, knowing what the rules
0: are in the U S and in baseball, as opposed to like in the Dominican Republic. Absolutely, bro. That you're, you're absolutely right there. It's, it's disappointing because again, you talked about the excitement, um, especially for a guy like myself who has nothing to be excited about this, this baseball season, uh, the Boston team sucks. Uh, Wow. You see, this is the problem with you, bro. Yeah, they do suck. I mean, this is going to be on YouTube. Yeah. Your (laughs) team sucks. It's a fact. They, they they do suck, but the, the, the potential of having Tati's, Machado yeah. and Juan Soto on the same squad facing off against you know the Goliath in in the division yeah. which is the, the the LA Dodgers like that potential that that battle between those two in, you know those two teams those two cities would have been great for baseball and yeah. he, he's lucky that baseball only suspended him what was it 80 games right yeah he lucky it was only 80 games because again talking about the potential uh, the excitement that was there for the for the sport of baseball and him ruining that. He's lucky baseball wasn't petty and said, "You know yeah. what? 162 games. How about that? Like you gone the yeah. whole season and some of next season too." He's lucky yeah. that didn't happen, man. But what, what's no, and, what? Oh, you're gonna the uh, crazy uh, yeah, part yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah,
1: there was one thing I, I wanted to mention, and I, and again, it's maybe it speaks to the character behind the player or whatever. But one of the the things that I found the most interesting about the whole thing was, was when the news broke, there was little to no support from his teammates. Like everybody, when they were asked, like I remember Manny Machado basically said, hey, we've been having a great year without him. So we're going to continue having a good year without him. To I'm paraphrasing, but that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Picture Mike Clevenger said like, hey, he needs to grow up and realize that it's not about him and so on and so forth so I found it interesting that you know usually teammates will be like man we're disappointed you know like but he's our guy and we look forward to having him here and so like I hope because again this is one of the guys where I'm like man I want to watch this player you know like Albert Pujols for the next 15 to 20 years that you know this isn't An indication of the man behind the player, because for your teammates to basically like, yo, that's on you and whatever, whatever. I also found interesting and it's going to be, you know, I guess not to use the same. Well, we're using the same word. Interesting to see if he's able to come back and like repair some of those relationships with the public and with his teammates because man like waterfall from grace.
0: Nah, that that is true. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see it on that, but I I do, I do wonder is there is there another thing that that you know, you over the summer oh, no, you've been dying I, to I talk about. I want to give you the floor cuz okay. I actually okay. one of my other things was the thing <laughs> that you want to talk about. Yes. And so I definitely want to hear what you got to so, say. So, you know, over the summer, you know, that right after I think our our, our last episode was around the NBA finals, you know, That had happened already. You know, Steph Curry wins his fourth title. He's crowned the greatest point guard now. I'm kidding. They definitely didn't do that. They know better (laughs) than that. They know better than that. But, you know, Steph Curry wins his fourth title. The Golden State Warriors are back. And then, you you know, we have this like offseason in the NBA, which is absolutely wild, is by far the best offseason out of all sports, in my opinion. Okay. And then we we had this thing unfold with one of the teams that I once um rooted for. One of the teams that I once believed was untouchable. They were unbeatable. And that is the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. News broke out, as you know, that Kevin Durant requested a trade. And he no longer wants to play with uh, with Kyrie Irving and man, like I wanted to talk about this because of course you think about Kevin Durant, who's arguably the best player in basketball today. True. Why on earth would you sign an extension with this team? If you didn't want to play with Kyrie Irving, why would you, not, not. It's not even like a one-year extension or two-year extension. It's a four-year extension with the Brooklyn Nets. And then to have the audacity, to have the, the guts to go to management, to go to the owner of the team and tell the owner of the team, you either trade me or you fire the GM and the coach. Like, my dude, you have no say whatsoever you signed an extension and they own you they get to do whatever they want now what was infuriating to me was just watching the media talk like talk about this every single day yeah oh well yeah where is he gonna end up oh look he gave the brooklyn nets a list of teams that where he wants to go ignoring the simple fact that He has, he doesn't, the ball's not on his court. He doesn't own his own rights. He doesn't get to dictate where he gets to go. He doesn't get to dictate how this ends. Like at the end of the day, my dude, you signed a four-year extension. Maybe you shouldn't have signed that extension. Well, before you continue, I, I do think that
1: there's some reasoning in that because up until now with what happened with him in particular, There was a rinse and repeat formula for any star that like just didn't want to be on their team anymore. And the contract didn't matter because you look at James Harden wanted out of, you know, of uh, what was it Houston and then eventually wanted out of New Jersey of Brooklyn. Excuse me. You can even go back to, you know, Mello in in Denver, who was also on the contract and just like, hey, I want out. They made a public spectacle of it and they basically have forced their way out of certain teams so i understand why people kind of went at it my take is a little different so i'm gonna let you keep doing your thing but
0: But i think that
1: that's the reasoning is because there was a a president a president excuse me where a superstar no matter the contract by basically saying
0: i don't want to be here anymore can basically force them their way out of a team no and i definitely do see that However, I do see a difference in those scenarios. When we look at the James Harden situation, James Harden in Houston, all of a sudden got fat. He stopped taking care of himself. I I don't see Kevin Durant doing that. Kevin Durant's addicted to playing basketball. I mean, this is the guy that doesn't go to the barbershop, it seems. (laughs) He doesn't take, like, he doesn't, like,
1: take care. Yeah, like,
0: like, he said it himself. Like, this is what I do. I don't care yeah. about the decisions that need to be made with the basketball team. I don't care about any of that stuff. I want to play ball. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to focus on. So I don't see him doing what James Harden did. And then you mentioned uh you mentioned a second player. Mello, Mello in Denver. No, you mentioned another one outside of of, of James Harden and outside of Mello. Uh no, I think it was oh, that. Okay. James so I think Harden. With yeah. the with the mellow situation, I would have to go back and see how many years. Was left on Melo's contract. I don't. I don't know if it was like two years left on his contract, and the Knicks were like, "Okay, yeah, we're willing. We're willing to to you know give up this player because you know he's almost expired out of the way. Because I know that he did sign a max deal with the Knicks. With the Knicks, yeah. Eventually. So his, yeah. his contract must have been like maybe two years left. We're talking about yeah. a guy here that no matter what you offer, it's still not going to be enough. Because again, we go back to the fact that. Again, I consider him either the one the best player or the second best player in all of basketball. Agreed. So we have that factor. Like in order to get a guy like that, man, you would have to give up the, the farm and your top tier players. Like if you look at Miami, they were asking for Bam at a Bayou, they were asking for picks. Miami wasn't yeah. gonna do that. When you look right. at Phoenix, they were asking for Devin Booker, they were asking for Chris Ball. That that wasn't gonna happen. They were yeah. these the trade offers were unrealistic, which tells me the Nets were never gonna trade them. They 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 said what I was thinking was, bro, you just signed a four-year extension. You literally have a contract that starts this year. It's not that it started last year. No, no. The contract he signed, the extension he signed, starts this year. Like, hasn't even started yet, and you're already asking for a trade. No, 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 no. You signed with this team. You signed the extension. Steve Nash, another factor here. Steve Nash was hired because you gave the yes. That's true. Kyrie Irving is with the Brooklyn Nets because you wanted Kyrie Irving here. Every player that he asked for was because he wanted them there. Sean Marks is there because he wanted him there. Every move that's been made for Kevin Durant is because he wanted it. And all of a sudden because it didn't work out because we, when we look back at the James Harden situation he opted not to talk he opted not to be a leader he opted not to step in and tell James Harden hey bro i know you're frustrated because of the whole vaccine situation but yo i'm coming back bro but can
1: i can i jump in here mm-hmm. real quick mm-hmm. because you you said something that i don't want to stray away from you know um to, Cause that's like the root of my, my take on this whole situation. Talk to me, talk to me. And, and, and I don't want to like pat myself on the back, <laughs> but I've yet to hear anybody sports media, anybody say this. And it's, are we sure that he wanted out because of the Kyrie situation? Because when the news broke and every report since I've heard that, you know, he was frustrated with Kyrie. You know, he was all of this, but you mentioned something very, very um precise between the coach and then Kyrie as his, you know, his running mate. Those were choices that he made. And you also mentioned that this guy loves to hoop. So can we say that this was where every, every, excuse me, let me rephrase. Every report or every question has been like, why has Kevin has pointed at to all these other reasons as why Kevin Durant wanted to leave. My question is, is there something within management that he said, Hey, wait a second. I'm not getting what I, something from you guys. And so now this isn't what I was promised. And this is why I want to go because I, I know that the situation with Kyrie might've been, you know, like tough, but he could have asked, let's say, hey, get Kyrie out of here or I'm gone. It's either Kyrie or me. But he didn't ch- say it's either Kyrie or me. It's either Sean Marks or Steve Nash or me. So I think the fact that he was going out like it's these people or me and these people didn't include Kyrie. To me, it's like, are, is there really beef between them? Is there a situation or is there something with management because he could have had, Hey, he could have told the Nets like, don't re-sync. Don't, don't, you know, like Kyrie opts in. No, let's get him out of here. It's, it's a hell of a lot easier to trade Kyrie than it is to trade Kevin Durant.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if he wanted him gone, like you said, he, he has that kind of leverage. So, you know, and it's not crazy to think that it was a management situation because I remember even from you yeah, and other people saying, like, after the last, you know, playoff run that Steve Nash should have been fired because he wasn't that great of a coach. Absolutely. You know, um, Sean Marks, maybe in not handling certain situation, hey, maybe he's not that great of a GM and maybe he saw these things and he went to the owner and said, hey, wait a second. These guys aren't necessarily all that great. And to me, I think that the situation is more about management than it was about Kyrie because otherwise I genuinely believe that he would have let it be known one way or another through his agent, through something. Hey, I want Kyrie out of here. And so I think that that is the question that we haven't really asked is like maybe it was management. Maybe there was something there that he was just like, yo, I don't need to put up with this. And he made the fuss because again, that's the rinse and repeat cycle of like, I'm the superstar. I'll make a fuss and let's see if I can get out of here.
0: Now, I definitely understand uh, where you're coming from uh, with that. What that take the only thing, again, I'm, I'm going, I'm going back to this one part. I do see what you're saying about his quote unquote issues with Kyrie Irving. Like, was that actually real? Because we saw videos on social media of them balling together. Right. It really seemed like everything was fine. So it, it, it could be that his issues were more with Steve Nash, which, again, I'm glad that you mentioned that. I've had issues with that hire since they, man, since they hired Steve Nash. right? Not necessarily with Sean Marks, because Sean Marks did everything Kevin Durant wanted. And I'm, I'm going to go back to that where I mentioned in the beginning. Sean Marks did everything Kevin Durant wanted. From the beginning to end. You want James Harden? Sure, we'll, we'll let go of our pieces. Javard Allen, Cavis Levert, really good pieces who you know could could have contributed to to the you know Brooklyn Nets success. We'll let them go for, for James Harden. Um, James Harden doesn't want to be here anymore. Okay, well we'll we'll trade him away um for a guy that hasn't played basketball in over a year and a half in Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll give him up. Um, you want the GM gone? Sure. we'll we'll let go of the GM. You want the coach gone? Yeah, we'll we'll let them go. We'll hire the guy you want and Steve Nash. It just, I feel like there's this battle between the owner and Kevin Durant. The owner is like, bro, I did everything you asked me to do. Now it's time what? for me to step in. That's the only thing that I see here. Like, I understand if there's an issue that needs to change. Because I even mentioned, I think I mentioned to you when I tweeted this, where I said, oh, man, there's no way the owner's choosing Steve Nash over Kevin Durant. Right. Like, there's no way you're doing that. If I got to let go of Steve Nash to keep Kevin Durant, Steve Nash, bye-bye. Yeah. You're gone. So I I get that point because I, I, you know, I'm sort of there as well. But I'm also in the side of, man, I'm, I'm okay with the owner saying, bro, I've done everything you asked me to do. I'm not going to let go of the coach and the GM. I'm, I'm not doing it. Like, I, yeah. I also understand that as well.
1: No, I completely agree with you. And as far as like, you know, him setting his foot down, and I think that that's ultimately what they did. And yeah. one of the yeah. things that you said, you know, that I think that they banked on is the fact that they knew, hey, Kevin Durant's not going to retire. He's not going to sit out. No. So they kind of called this bluff and then ultimately mediated something. But here's why, yeah. I, I, again, I will reiterate what I said before about that. Because this one move that could have been the one that led to this whole thing, in particular to Sean Marks. Did Kevin Durant want James Harden to go or was it that James Harden wanted to go and Sean Marks
0: gave in? I think it's the second part. I think it's, you know, I I don't think I don't think because, again, Kevin Durant doesn't, according to himself, he's he's the source here. Kevin Durant doesn't involve himself with moves like he doesn't. That's what he says. So but I that, think it's, but a, that's it's, it's, what it's I a mean. Ladder.
1: Like, I think that it's a matter of I would believe more mm-hmm. that he's mm-hmm. upset with Sean Marks for trading away James Harden for Ben yes. Simmons and saying, wait a second, because. You know, Sean. I've, I'm not mistaken. Sean Marks was there before they came in and mm-hmm. they brought in Steve Nash because that's the guy that they wanted. So. I can see a world where he's like, wait a second, but this guy was good and you're going to trade him, as you said, for a guy who hasn't played in a couple of years. Like, no, if there was a time to say no to somebody, you should have said no to James and said, like, yo, let's work this out internally and figure it out. So I I, again, there's so many pieces that we don't know, but I genuinely think that if nothing else, it bears, you know, asking like, hey, why is he wanting to leave? You know, like, is it just Kyrie because or is it more because I'm on on the camp that I think that this is more his issues with management and maybe even with Steve Nash, the coach that he was like, hey, it didn't turn out the way that that I thought it was going to be bringing this guy in. Then it was with Kyrie because I could see a world where he if he wanted Kyrie gone, Kyrie would be gone. And I'm sure that there were other teams that would be willing to trade for him. At a lower price than what they um what Kevin Durant would have demanded.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I think to segue into um our final topic here, I th- it goes right in line. Um I think we you were gonna start, but let, let me get this going. Go I, I think it. this goes right in line with what I'm looking forward, like what I'm most looking forward to this year. There are two um there are three things actually.
1: Okay. The first
0: one is what we've been talking about here is the whole situation with Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this works. I'm looking forward to seeing how if everyone's healthy on this team cuz they they really do that that was another confusing part like they they have a really really good team. Like yeah. they're up there with the Milwaukee Bucks, the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics as far as roster construction and they have yeah. arguably the best player in basketball. So I I do want to see how this is going to work out between Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant and a healthy Ben Simmons. Like If we remember Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is like his, his skill set is he was a great passer and a, and a, and a marvelous defender. Like dude was Um, like a candidate for defensive player of the year. Like that's how great this guy was. So I, I, I do want, I'm excited to see if they're all on the floor together. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see how that's going to work out. I'm not, I'm not picking them. Not, I'm not doing that mistake again. I'm just excited to see them. <laughs> and and then the second thing um that I'm excited to see is I, I know you're going to talk about this because of course this, this is your best this is your favorite player. Yeah. Is I, I need to see Albert Pujols get to get to hit 700. Like yeah. I've talked about this so much. The Cardinals better play this dude every single game. He needs to get to 700. In order yeah. for me to not leave this baseball season with a nasty taste because, of course, the Boston Red Sox are not making the playoffs. Um, <laughs> I need to see Albert Pujols get this done. Like, I'm excited for this, I'm looking forward to that. It needs to happen. So, if you yeah. need to contact whoever you need to contact, get it done. <laughs> um,
1: get it, get them on the
0: get them on the. Um, I know you got connections, brother. And then the final well, thing for me is. I need to I need to start a petition here. Okay. Cuz you know how there's this saying here the most wonderful time of the year it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I think it's football. Oh, God. In general. Football. <laughs> Yo, like if you want something that gives you anger, excitement, sadness. I don't know, like it gives you all the emotions. Like joy? Joy? <laughs> That's 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 fantasy football, bro. This is coming yeah. from a guy that almost quit last year, but I'm back. I'm back and better than ever. I need to I'm, I'm going to start a petition here. The, the most wonderful time of the year is not Christmas. It's fantasy football. It's football. And I'm football excited season. for that. It's football season. I'm excited, bro. Those are my the, the three things I'm, I'm, I'm most looking forward to this season that's not bad you know what i actually i was uh we almost
1: made it but i was um uh, it would have been so funny just this is a side note obviously recording that had we made the entire episode and not even talk about football i thought we were gonna achieve it because i was like <laughs> we haven't spoken about football we talked about basketball we talked about baseball we haven't talked about uh football but I mean, I don't know if I would call it the happiest time of year, but it's definitely something it's, you know, the NFL, to, to their credit, has made themselves an event, you know, like a thing, you know, for, for the seasons that are there where, you know, you check in, you know, the couple times a week that, that there's games, you know, the, the fantasy football element has created like an industry, not only monetary, but also just communal, like what we do that it's mostly for fun and, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So I do agree that there is something about appointment television, you know, um, that football has. And it's something that believe it or not growing up in like the nineties or in the early 2000s, there were so many things where like, I'm looking forward to seeing that, you know, in the streaming age, there's not a lot of those left. And I think football is really other than like game of Thrones or like those kinds of shows or whatever. <laughs> yeah. We're like, I need to see this as is happening. And so I do agree with you that there's a a certain level of um, of emotion, as you mentioned, that comes with with football season coming back. Uh, But for me, I'm going to stick with the baseball, the baseball fan in me. And one of the things you mentioned is Albert Pujols. I think that it would be great, you know, to a crescendo on a career. You know, if you if you've watched him this year, you kind of see like You're seeing a a kid, basically, like, and I mean that as a boy with that kind of joy, you know, that he's back in St. Louis chasing, you know, this this piece of history and for baseball that always has always prided itself on history to watch this guy. Man, like, honestly, I don't think in our lifetimes there's anybody that's going to even come close. You know, I was watching, you know, I was looking at the list the other days and I'm finding trouble seeing guys that are going to make it to 500 home runs over the course of their career, let alone make it to 600 or to 700 as he's about to do. Um, and to be the player other than, I guess, Henry Aaron and, and uh, Babe Ruth to make it to these figures with no, you know, accusations of steroids or anything like that is just super dope to see a guy who's like earned it, you know, throughout the years to, to be able to make it. And then obviously the, the, the Braves fan in me wants to see this slug fest that's happening with the Mets and the Braves, the Mets, you know, they haven't become the Mets just yet. And, but you know, my, <laughs> they're in the process. <laughs> they're in the process. You know, you know what? I'm gonna get off a hot take real quick. Oh, this wasn't snap. part of the plan, but this was part of something that I saw um, as we were getting ready to record. And it just it pissed me off because for baseball, And I'll make it quick with the other stuff that I was going to say as a sport that needs to like be relevant and has very few things to go viral and stuff like that. Do you know who Edwin Diaz is, the closer of the of the Mets? Oh, oh, my God. Yes. So you've seen his whole entrance with the trumpets and all of this other stuff. Have you seen that? You know what I'm talking about when he comes out? Right. Did you see the live performance that he did the other day with a guy? Yep. I, I really didn't know who he was. I don't know who moment. he was, but Tim, Timmy Trumpet and he came out and he did this really cool thing that went viral just beyond baseball. You know, and I saw as we were getting ready that there there was a an Instagram account that tw- that that shared that, you know, for the first time since whenever the Mets don't have you know, sole um, possession of first place, you know, whatever. And old man Jerry Seinfeld comes out and says that essentially that he's blaming the the what he called the celebration of them bringing out Timmy Trumpet as the reason why the Mets are sliding. He's like, they're celebrating in the middle of the season. I'm like, dude, like, this is a really cool moment and you're going to dump on it. They weren't throwing champagne. They were just doing his entrance live. And like for baseball, baseball needs this kind of stuff. And so it was just infuriating to see the old timey baseball fan trying to hold on to their, you know, rituals and doing it the right way, kind of bullcrap, crap where they were just celebrating a really cool thing, which baseball doesn't have a lot of cool things. And he just came out of here with this old timing taken, so that was infuriating, and I I needed to get that out of. Well, was way. this like
0: was this on on Twitter or?
1: No, this was on Instagram. Um, earlier today, I think it was the 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 network that you know carries the the, the Mets, the sports SN- in the South SN- oh, SNY, um, Sny whatever SNY, it's SNY, yep. Yeah. So they sent out something, and then you see Jerry sign Jerry Seinfeld from his verified account, like you know comment that it was that something that happened when they went to the world series in 2000 and similar to that this is basically he's saying that this is the end for them because they decided to bring a live trumpet player as a really cool thing it was just like oh my god this is why people like younger people hate baseball and i'm like ah and i bet and
0: i bet he got like thousands of likes for that idiotic comment
1: yeah there were definitely you know the trolls in the in the in the comment section talking about like you know yeah that he's right and this I'm like get out of here with that crap it's one thing if they were like celebrating with champagne or something like that you know or celebrating one game as if like you know they won the championship but come on now that was just a really cool moment bro to see people
0: interact like I, I follow this guy um his first name is Jared I think yeah he's like the spokesperson on social media for uh for the Boston Red Sox he works for i think uh DraftKings if i'm not mistaken yeah. he used to work for BarStools um and to see like he he was even like hyped up posting this every single time he comes out he's like man like this is the coolest thing right now in baseball yeah like this entrance is the coolest thing and if you're not watching it you're missing out And that's the excitement of the game when even other fans can step in and say, oh, man, I need to watch this. This Right. Like, I'm a Braves fan and I thought
1: that that was pretty cool. Like, nobody was talking about Mariano Rivera when he used to come out to the Sandman. Like, and I'm sure they used to, like, lean into it. So, like, that is the epitome. As a matter of fact, this is how I'm going to end my take. And then you can say (laughs) whatever you want. If there's a reason that the Mets deserve to lose is for people like that. For Jerry Seinfeld. I know that he's not probably not going to hear this, but you could tag him on Instagram. I don't give a damn. I hope the Mets lose as a Braves fan Brave especially because of takes like that and because of fans like that that can't even embrace a joyful moment because they want to clutch to their pearls of the 1970s. Like, my <laughs> God, like, learn to live a little.
0: This is the last thing I'll say on this. Brother, let me tell you this. You don't have to worry about that because at the end of the day, we no matter how exciting that entrance is and how much we love it as fans of the game, the Mets are going to Mets. Yes. And, and they are they're in the process of doing it. I that. hope they do. So I really hope they do. No need to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they do now for this.
1: More than because they're in the same division and the no because of this I want them to lose.
0: Yeah, and me- I want Jerry Seinfeld to like know about it. Let me tell you that, 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 (laughs) that, that was a fun, uh, a fun topic, a fun ending to, to the podcast there to to cover (laughs) that.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, I think we're, we're going to leave it there before I, I think I'm already all red because stupid (laughs) Jerry Seinfeld, but anyway... (laughs) work hey listen you you got
0: you you could keep you could keep doing this bro i could give you another two minutes here to no 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 let's (laughs) let's call it here
1: you know before we have to start editing the episode out (laughs) you know um but yeah so anyway thank you thank you to everybody you know as we make this return again you know to keep rocking with us so as we close out we as we always tell you thank you again and definitely go check Check us out on your favorite streaming platform, whether that's, you know, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, And now in, in all the visual formats that we're at, we're going to be back on Instagram, back on Twitter, back on Facebook, back on TikTok. And then we're adding that YouTube, as we said at the beginning of the show. So thank you for rocking with us. But that's going to do it today. This is the latest edition of the Pull Up and Chat podcast. I'm Victor. That's Juan. gente. We out. Peace.